Hey guys, what is going on? It is Jasmine Quinones here. Thank you for tuning into our very first episode. I really appreciate it. We are kicking it off today with a conversation with my good friend, Neil Shelley, which he will introduce himself later in the episode. But today we are sitting down and talking about social media's effect on creativity and storytelling. Do you guys think that social media does more harm or does it do us more good as artists? So keep on listening to the episode and join the conversation by following us on Instagram at for creativity's sake. Once again, that is at for creativity's sake. So keep on listening, guys, and let's get to it. Okay, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of for creativity's sake. I'm your host, Jasmine Q. And today I have my friend Neil with me, who I consider to be a sort of mentor of mine, friend and Ooh. mentor. I consider you mentor to be a mentor. First. Yeah, 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 mentor maybe. first, yeah, maybe, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it, I'll take <laughs> it. But I will let you uh, introduce yourself, so go ahead and tell them who you are. Well, as Jasmine said, my name is Neil. Um... And we'll probably talk a little bit about this ironically, but uh, as for my title, uh, I guess the black and white title is I currently teach at the University of Maine in Orono, so I'm a college instructor. I teach photography and filmmaking. Uh, my primary passion is filmmaking, um, but I've been teaching for about, geez, seven and a half, eight years. And then I've also taught at the main media workshops in Camden, Maine, which is where I've met Jasmine. So I've taught uh, kind of a wide range of uh, ages and people. And the primary way I got into teaching was just kind of due to my own personal interests in photography and filmmaking. So I just kind of fell in love with the whole process of editing, capturing visual art. We'll keep it broad for right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and and so as I sort of as I sort of improved my own skill set and that was, of course, during the time I was in school, I got offered to teach and sort of inadvertently fell in love with teaching as well as its own art form. So that kind of led to broader and bigger things. So I would say first and foremost, uh, I am a visual artist that uh, that sounds a little strange i'd say filmmaker <laughs> which is weird um mm -hmm. for me to even say but i'd say first and foremost i'd like to classify myself as a filmmaker and then instructor um as a close close second got you so filmmaker and instructor i think that it's interesting to talk to you specifically because i don't know how many like instructors i will i you know i don't know too many people who are like on a college level, like instructing film and things like that. It's like most of the people that I know are people who are just creating for themselves or creating for an agency or creating for brands and things like that. So I thought it'd be really interesting to get your point of view on things um, since you teach it. Um, so how did you, I guess I kind of want to start because I don't even think I know. How did you start off? Like, how did you start off your interest in, like, filmmaking and photography and things like that? Um, so I'll go way back. I'll go media. I'll just go, like, my interest in media. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'd probably like to 
start off by saying, and it's something that I know I have without an issue saying that I'm extremely lucky. And it's something I tell mm -hmm. my current students that is my specific age, which right mm -hmm. now it's 33, which, you know, I feel super old, but it's not terribly old. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I bring up my age is because I was very lucky in that I was kind of right at a specific age as digital media and social media gained mm -hmm. in popularity. Um, so, you know, like I was in high school with a cell phone, but not, you know, a smartphone. It, you know, had the capabilities of a calculator, you know, but it yeah. made calls <laughs> and stuff and we played snake and everything. Um, but of course, you know, as I graduated high school, one of the things I looked forward to for college was to actually get a Facebook account because Facebook was only college kids. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I can't wait to get a Facebook account. So again, I was sort of interested in media to begin with. And as I was growing up, even earlier than that, fifth, fifth, sixth grade, um, I actually made a website and it was about my favorite cartoon, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, wow. And really into anime, but Dragon Ball Z was the top one. And again, like I was, Dragon Ball Z was kind of for the first time coming to America. And mm -hmm. so I was watching the new episodes as they came to America. So there's a, a big interest. And at that same time, the internet was sort of this new thing. Like obviously a lot of people weren't using it, but the start, you know, a, a, a beginning interest was taking place. And so I built my own website and these are the mm -hmm. old school days of like Homestead and Angel Fire and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I built my own Dragon Ball Z website. And long story short, uh, back then they had what's called guest books. Um, so you'd go to somebody's website and you'd sign a guest book, kind of as if you would in real life, but you'd sign a guest book and you could put the little fields in the guest book, you know, name where you're from or whatever. And I had somebody sign my guest book and I don't even remember their name. All I remember is they were from Germany and they were like oh, a cool wow. site. And there I was, I think it was fifth grade and I made not only a website, which I thought was kind of cool, but you know, at the first, I only thought it was cool to me. I was like mm -hmm. reluctant to share it with anybody. I was like, oh, it's my own little passionate project. And somebody from Germany said my website was cool. And I just was hooked. I was like, I can't believe I made something that, you know, again, I say touched, but you know, connected mm -hmm. with somebody and not only somebody, but somebody from the other side of the planet. Like, and there was just something there I couldn't describe that I was like, this is a sense of power and accomplishment that I never want to get rid of. Like, this is so cool to be able to affect people in a unique way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like my website doesn't have any pictures of me like it would now. It's like, it was just all about Dragon Ball Z and stuff. And I had like cool little write-ups and pictures and stuff, but it was like, they thought my, my stuff was cool. And that was just, like I said, yeah, I was hooked and so I was just interested in media in high school. I made my high school's website, um, which was kind of neat. And then through that, I went to the University of Maine. Um, and in my one of my first uh, freshman introductory classes, I was in a major called New Media. And I won't bore you with the details, but the best thing about New Media is also the worst thing about New Media in that they force you to do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just filmmaking or web design. It was like digital arts, whatever the heck you want it to be. And so in this introductory class, you know, we had a few different assignments based on different topics. But when we did get to the filmmaking one, Another, you know, kind of cool moment was I asked the instructor um, a question on the assignment and the assignment was to film uh, a conversation, like a super simple assignment. It's just film a conversation and edit it together. And I was like, well, I only have like access to like one camera. Like, how do I film 
both people like talking at the same time mm -hmm. and the angles. And they were like, well, you film it with one camera. You just film one person, and then you get the other person and you edit them together. And I was like, obviously like when my instructor, like before she even finished the answer, I, like I got it, but I was like so baffled. Like I had never thought about filmmaking that way before. And this just overloaded rush of, there was this art form that I never paid more than two seconds attention to. Like, obviously like I liked movies, but like I didn't have a big passion for it. And it just fascinated me. Like all of this work went into an art form that kind of was like so good that you didn't notice it. Mm -hmm. And I, for whatever reason, and we'll probably get into it later on, but for whatever reason, you know, I, I'm in love with challenges. Like I love challenges. Um, and I love restrictions and I love this, the kind of idea of like overcoming something. And that was just this enormous, like, holy cow, like if I do this right, then people don't notice it. And that was my big shift from, you know, just kind of generic media production websites. Like, yeah, that was fun, but like, I wasn't crazy about it towards filmmaking. And so, yeah, you know, I did the filmmaking assignment, edited it together and just loved every part of it. Like, and again, I say love in an odd way of like, it was this great time of exploring new things, which was something I didn't really experience before. It was like, I don't know how to do what I want to do, but I really want to figure it out, which isn't a common reaction for me. Like my common reaction is like, if I don't know how to do something like anyone, I'd be reluctant to figure it out. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I got to figure this out. And this is going to mm -hmm. be a pain. You know, learning filmmaking, even to this day is like fun for me. Like I, like if I don't know how to do something I'm like sweet, like let's, let's figure it out. Like, let's try to analyze it. Let's try and, you know, figure it out. So I don't know, filmmaking just kind of reached out to me and just kind of, I caught the bug. And of course, you know, photography plays a, you know, I think a, a sibling role right to it. You know, like I like photography just as well. Um, but filmmaking is just my personal fascination and passion right now. So that's kind of how I got into to media and sort of where I'm at now. Wow. I totally didn't even know. I knew none of that stuff about you, actually. Um, I know you didn't. <laughs> no, I know. I, I thought didn't I'd give you the goods on the podcast. <laughs> I know. No, that was a good because, yeah, I, I actually never... Yeah, I never actually knew how you got into filmmaking and photography, which is interesting. And then, so at what point in that journey of yours, I mean, I know you were talking about Facebook and things like that, but at what point did you find yourself not, I guess like when social media started coming out, so like Instagram and Twitter and, and all these different things, did you find yourself having that same kind of thrill? You know, you talked about when you posted on the Dragon Ball Z website and you were able to connect with someone like in Germany, like that's really, really awesome. And I think that's what a lot of people think is awesome about social media today. When, so when those things first came out, were you like super hooked on those things as well? Like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, or were you at a different stage? Um, well, I didn't... I think the I think Facebook and Instagram weren't necessarily presented as artistic outlets at the time, you know, like they right. were to its first regard, like social media, mm -hmm. media that allowed you to socialize, like period. True. And so I think like, at, you know, first glance, I didn't really think much of it. Like I was excited to have a Facebook because it was new and cool and interesting. Um, and you could obviously, you know, connect with all these old friends. But, you know, I didn't look at it as like, oh, I'm going to treat this as 
you know, an artistic outlet. And the same thing with Instagram, like the, the thing, and I still tell my students, like the thing that took Instagram off in popularity was filters. It, it wasn't the idea of hashtags or, you know, sharing stories or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was literally just a photography app for the generic public that when you put filters on it, it looked cool air quotes, Mm -hmm. cool, because it emulated celluloid film, period. That's it. So at no point was I like, hmm, like, uh, how can I use this to really (laughs) sell myself as an artist or anything (laughs) like that? And nor was Instagram presenting itself that way. I think it's naturally formulated into that. Um, But I think, you know, for a few years there, I was just more focused on my art and I didn't really pay attention to the evolving social media landscape. you know, social media went through its own changes, but I wasn't really like, I really got to do this or that. Like I was just focused on learning as much as I could about photography and filmmaking. And through that opportunities arose through teaching and that Mm -hmm. kept me relatively busy and it paid the bills, which is nice because it's right or do when you're an artist. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like satisfied. I I think a lot of people, you know, go to social media for an outlet that they need as opposed to like enjoyment and I didn't necessarily need it. It, it was, it, mm-hmm. you know, it became a cool thing. Like obviously you, in the blink of an eye, Instagram's this really cool place where you can share, you know, your artwork, but I wasn't like, man, I got to get my artwork out there. You know, like yeah. I, I was teaching and I was busy, you know, just focusing on my own work. So it didn't necessarily interest me to begin with. And in part that's because it wasn't presented that way. Yeah. Okay. So then that brings about the interesting point where, so I think you had this, I want to call it almost like a privilege. Like you, you kind of had this privilege of, of having this journey of yours as an artist without, you know, without kind of like Instagram and Twitter and all these social apps kind of like influencing you really. Cause you, like you said, like you, you, you just said it a few seconds ago where you were like, I was able to focus on my art and, and I was able to focus on learning, you know, different aspects of filmmaking and photography and doing those challenges rather than paying any mind to a platform like Instagram. Right. And I think now a lot of people don't like they have the privilege of social media where they can showcase everything. But now I feel like people don't have the privilege of like not knowing what it's like to be able to just like let me just learn about filmmaking because I want to learn about filmmaking, not because I want to post it on Instagram and show everyone how cool it is. Right. You know? So I guess, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's, that goes leading into our conversation of like, how do you think, you know, social media has kind of influenced the way that artists now produce work or view their work um, and things like that. Cause I know you teach, you teach students now who are, what in their early 20s yeah yeah i mean 18 Mm. and up yeah i mean 18 through you know average college age 22 23 and then sometimes at you know main media which totally range in age Mm -hmm. um yeah you know i mean that kind of opens up you know the rabbit hole (laughs) if you will (laughs) and you know something that i you know i tell my students i i consider myself very lucky to have existed as an artist before Mm -hmm. the time of the internet and social media and i only And what's odd is like, I tell them, I'm like, what I can appreciate what they have now a hundred times more than they can. 
mm-hmm. and they don't realize it and they and they hear that and they just sort of you know vainly roll their eyes and it's like Neil's just that older guy <laughs> you know and I still don't <laughs> yeah. think I'm that old um, but at the same time like um, yeah social media I think is a obviously like let's let's be real like the internet and social media is a tremendous absolutely infinitely valuable tool I I strongly disagree with you know when people sort of make fun of like social media and the internet as this bad like uh what you want to call like toxic tool that you get addicted to like Mm -hmm. i totally totally get that but but at the same time like we don't have anybody to blame besides ourselves in that regard you know Mm -hmm. um and you know yeah so i'm i'm lucky where i can kind of exist before that and i you know i'm just kind of naturally fascinated by technology as a whole as it Mm -hmm. pertains to me within my own art world so you know like i look at the iphone and i'm just plain fascinated by it you know like the Mm -hmm. latest iphone has three lenses i'm freaking baffled by that yeah and you know all my photography students could care less like i've got currently a group of 26 students eight of them have the iphone 11 and i was like isn't that amazing they're like yeah and i'm like (laughs) And again, I don't even own an iPhone 11. I have an yeah. iPhone 8 and it's terrible. It's cracked in nine pieces. And, you know, I'm like, I told my students, like, I think I looked it up earlier in the day, but I'm like, yeah, it's got, you know, a 14, a 24 and a 52 millimeter lens. And they're like, I don't know what any of that means. And I was like, and I don't want to pick on them. I don't want to make them feel bad. But like two weeks prior, we just did our introductions and half of them introduced themselves as photographers. And I was like, oh, cool. And I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but it's just so funny where it's like, you know, this sort of technology Mm -hmm. allows, you know, you want to talk about privilege, you know, this technology allows so much privilege that I think you almost forget how lucky you are. I mean, there's a certain level of awareness and I think humbleness too, that needs to be taken with social media. Of course it can be toxic. Of course it can be addicting, but it can be really valuable. And how can it be valuable? Well, I think that's unique to everybody, but you know, one thing, and this will probably be where the conversation heads shortly, but is, of course, as artists specifically, not necessarily the generic public, but as artists specifically, we deal with a tremendous amount of pressure with how social media will view our work. And at the end of the day, you know, that's something that is, I think, has a large stranglehold on most media artists today. It's like, I just, I have, and again, I will say that this is my opinion, 1000%. People are agree to, uh, they're, uh, you know, free to agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. But I feel like so many digital artists today literally make art because they think it's what current society and culture of social media wants as opposed to what they would make. And the heartbreaking thing about that is a lot of these digital artists are immensely talented technically and analytically, they just absolutely make what is currently popular. And it sort of kind of goes against like what art is, (laughs) you know, it should be unique. It should be new. So, you know, that's kind of like my two cents. It's like, of course, use Instagram, of course, use, you know, the internet and social media to better yourself as an artist and become inspired. But, you know, at the same time, you specifically, you know, any artist has to navigate what they actually want to accomplish as an artist. If all you care about is, you know, likes and follows and all this stuff, like I just, dare I say, I don't think you're an artist. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't think true artists care about theoretically the amount of audience. They just care if they can actually affect an audience. 
you know, because I mean, that's the thing. It's like the big race is how many followers, how many this, how many that. And it's like, we all want to reach an audience, but it's, it's, it's not how big, it's just, you know, how, how can we affect them? And that, that, that is it for me, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen plenty of filmmakers, you know, say it. It's like when you make a film and they see one person say something that was like, that relates to their story or whatever it is like, Hey, I saw your movie and it really touched me. Mm-hmm. So many filmmakers are like, Oh yeah. Like the two and a half years that took me to make that movie, blood, sweat and tears all worth it. That one yeah. person that I talked to. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Cause of course they had a desire to reach out to an audience and touch them, but they didn't care about, you know, box sales of, you know, oh my gosh, I didn't have, I didn't sell out. I didn't get 3000 likes on my photo. I didn't get this or that. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. No. And I, I find myself like as someone who like obviously Instagram and all those things came out when I, when I was in high school. So I kind of, and my filmmaking journey, like I'm 25 now. And so my filmmaking journey kind of started only like four or five years ago. And in it kind of started at the time when Instagram started pushing like more photography, when Instagram started pushing more this, what you call now content creation, like that started to become big, you know, right as I kind of started my filmmaking journey. So I feel like I've had a lot of those issues where I now find myself, like I feel like I have the ability to make something that really says something, yet I always get trapped in the rabbit hole of just throwing something on Instagram that is quick, it's flashy, it's cool. It'll get me a lot of likes and comments and people will throw fire emojis under my under my video, but at the end of the day, it's like I look back on it and it's like I'm not satisfied at all with like what I've created, you know? I I I don't feel like I've like you said I don't feel like I've said anything that's in my own true voice, like my own true story which is what keeps getting me like time and time again. I'm like, why is it so impossible for me to feel like I can just create freely instead of having this mounting pressure of like, okay, well, when I create this video, I'm going to throw it on Instagram. And if it flops completely, like if no one likes it, no one comments on it, I'm going to feel super bad about myself. Like I'm going to feel like it was shitty, you know? But you shouldn't. <laughs> and that, So, but, I mean, like the fact that you can admit all of the things that you just said means you are so much closer to being a real artist than most people your age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and something I tell my students, and this is a broad, you know, obviously it's a kind of never ending topic, but you know, something I tell my students is, you know, and this is for photography and filmmaking. I go, whenever you produce anything, if you're not nervous while you produce it or when you present it, you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's, ironically, there's like an odd parallel that with what is currently popular on social media. And it's the parallel that I use. So I'm like, hey, what's popular on social media right now? And of course, you know, the number one thing is like travel videos and sort of style videos, whatever you want to like call them. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And give credit where credit's due. Amazingly shot, amazingly edited, amazingly color corrected. And I go, at what point does that you know, filmmaker or photographer experience any sort of hardship during the process of creativity. 
So, you know, they showed me something and like, you know, whatever, the photographer taking a picture of a, an, of an attractive human being, because that's literally <laughs> all dominates of our, yeah. <laughs> all of Instagram, uh-huh. uh, male or female, take your pick. Mm-hmm. And it, and I'm like, okay, so it's an attractive person in usually in an absolutely drop dead gorgeous place mm-hmm. with an amazing camera edited well. I go, tell me what sort of creativity they encountered. I mean, I might argue that they didn't encounter any creativity. Take this amazing camera, take this amazing, beautiful person, go to this amazing, beautiful place, and then see if you can come up with something cool. Are you kidding me? That's that's the the easiest thing in the world. That is the easiest thing in the world. You're right. I could give the camera to my dog and they'll come up with something, (laughs) you know, and I don't even have a dog. (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's odd because we, we look at that and we're like, oh, wow, like that's so cool. And I think it's more of a psychological effect of like, is that a cool piece of art or is that just something you wish you were doing? Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time, and again, psychological effect, we're looking, we're experiencing Instagram on our phones. Mm-hmm. And again, like you say that sentence out loud, we're experiencing Instagram on our phones. It's a device that's designated that we've always thought of as this communication device for conversation. Mm-hmm. It allows us to be closer to these people. It doesn't matter if you're following somebody that has 9 million followers and they're just doing their travel amazing stuff. It's like, we feel connected. We're like, oh, like that's awesome. Joey is in like Hawaii again. Mm-hmm. And again, not, not that that's the inner dialogue that's exactly happening, but it probably all happens in a fraction of a second where you're just longing and wishing to be able to do that. Because it's like the utopia for all artists, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. not only would you want to be filmmaking and making photos, but why not do it in an exotic place with amazingly beautiful people? Yeah. So but that... again, I'm I'm sort of backwards and like, I don't I don't want that because I'm going to lose my edge in creativity. Oh, that's I'm, I'm, an... I'm, go- I'm going to lose I'm going to lose the urge. I'm going to lose my own satisfaction because I can snap my fingers and put myself there. And yeah, without hesitation, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to go, oh, man, I'm taking pictures of beautiful people in a beautiful place. But and then and I would post it on Instagram and guaranteed I'm going to get the most likes on those photos. Mm-hmm. But I will not be satisfied. And guess what? That's that's what matters most. I will yeah. not be satisfied. I will not be satisfied as an artist. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can do better than this because this right now is bleeping easy. <laughs> no, that's that's a good point that you make when you say the whole, if you're not experiencing any type of hard, like challenge, hardship. like just hardship or challenge or just trying to probably even just problem solving. Like, I I feel like that's where creativity comes from. That's what being creative is. It's literally problem solving. It's trying to figure out how do I take this and make it into something awesome, you know? And I, I think what you're saying about the whole travel video, you know, thing, or just even Instagram in general, how, you know, you take a beautiful person, put them in a beautiful place, give them a really expensive camera. Anyone can take a cool photo like that. Like that doesn't necessarily make you an artist. I would agree with that, you know? Um, and I, think that that is the huge, huge problem, you know, now, because I, I myself found, found, I found myself kind of saying like, oh, I'm never gonna, you know, have this cool looking feed or I'm never gonna take these cool photos because I can't afford to, I can't afford to go to Hawaii and like stand under a waterfall. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, who can't, you know, but, and I think that that, that mentality right there is just super wrong. And I know that a lot of people think that they can't create 
really awesome videos if they don't buy a plane ticket to the most exotic place in the world. And I absolutely, yeah, that's, and that's, I think for a minute I was kind of like that too. I was like, I'm going to make my best content when I'm traveling, when I'm going somewhere else. And it's like, that's not true at all. You know, I mean, as far as being an artist, that I think is the biggest culprit and pressure. And like I said, I think I'm at an age where I can separate myself and escape from Mm it. Um, but for like these young, young and upcoming artists, whether my students or not, I just see it time in and time again. They just want to do something that's, you know, within this social media bubble, let's call it. Mm -hmm. And there is no drive and there is no like reality check. Like I, I would just like to travel to amazing places and photograph people. I'm like, that's that's the job you've come up with after like staying up late and thinking, hmm, what do I want to do with my life? Yeah, I think I came up with it. I'd, I'd like to travel to exotic places and photograph beautiful people and get paid a bunch of money for it. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're presented with, you know, the idea that that is possible through social media. Mm-hmm. And I think to be fair, it was when social media was relatively new. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's people that jumped on that opportunity and did it. But guess what? You blink your eye and every Everybody is a photographer. Everybody Mm -hmm. is a filmmaker. And any place that wants to hire people to get photographs or media or advertising, whatever, they're going to hire the local kid who just graduated from high school and they're going to pay him $12. Yep. And And why why in the heck would they fly you? Yeah. And a blueberry muffin. And a blueberry muffin they'll give you. (laughs) Maybe if, (laughs) if you do extra. If you're lucky. But if you're lucky. I mean, just because, and guess what? That person will probably produce relatively good work. It may not be as good as yours, but the people that they're presenting the work to don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a harsh truth. And I think, you know, for me and all of my, I don't know what you want to call it, all of my, uh, some of my students, like they call me evil because I, I just give them these like ridiculous reality checks is what I call them. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I really hope this is a trend. I really hope this is just a trend and it's going to die soon. Because mm-hmm. I just, at what point are we going to get sick of looking at postcards? You yeah. Know? Like, cause that, that's all like, whenever you walk into a gift shop, do you ever take the time to be like, let's look at these postcards. Like nobody does. They're just kind of cliche and boring now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, but there was a time where postcards were great. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, that's what Instagram is now. It, it literally is just, and again, for artists, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, it's just the most ridiculous, beautiful in a superficial sense feed yeah. and it's just like there's no creativity there and it's it just i hope it dies out where people just and again as struggling artists but even maybe even as the general public i'd really like to cross my fingers for it but like <laughs> they can just sense it's just like wh- like like what place haven't you seen on your instagram feed like on on planet earth like just every yeah. single place that's beautiful that's ever been explored has been photographed in the most beautiful way already and yeah. that's not to say they can't be photographed again in a beautiful way, but right now they're all being photographed in the same way, which I know that's a broad statement, not theoretically true, but the way it's being presented in a popular sense on Instagram, I would think it's true because it's just all like beautiful landscape photographs. And then what's super annoying to me is the ridiculously attractive person that's standing there looking off in the distance. I'm like, get out of the way. It's a way better <laughs> photograph with you, with, without you there. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's so true though. And it's, and it just, I don't know, the more I think about it, like the, you know, it kind of, it kind of creates this, this mythical, like 
this mythical life of like what it's like to be an artist when in reality, like, like you said, like, I don't know if I would call them artists. I think, you know, a lot of people now go by the term content creator. And I think that content creator is probably a more suitable term for people who are, for people who are doing that. Um, yeah. yeah, But at what point do you want to just be a content creator or, or at what point do you want to move over to actually being like an actual artist, you know, because. Oh, and that's, that's the question for the, that's the, and that's the question that people need to ask themselves. Yeah. Because and, and the thing is, is that I think that, you know, one thing is for sure is there's a lot of people that are content creators that have privilege. Sorry, mm-hmm. they just came from a rich family and they just mm-hmm. have means, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And I, I have friends of my own that are this way. Um, but like they are rich and they come from a rich family and they don't even think of themselves as rich because who does, but Mm -hmm. you know, they get to travel, they barely work and they just live an amazing life. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is they now share that life on Instagram because our culture psychologically rewards them by likes. And the thing is, is that these people just keep posting photographs of their amazing life, which, Hey, I don't blame them. But we as an audience look at that and go, how do we do that? I, I mm-hmm. think it's through being a photographer. I think it's being a filmmaker. It's like, it yeah. has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with that. So that's that's something to, to think about. Yeah. And how do you... So obviously, I mean, you did have the privilege of, you know, kind of going through a, a, an artist journey before all of this became common practice. So do you find that it's a lot easier for yourself to remove yourself from that pressure? Or do you still I'd fall s- into that pressure sometimes? I'd say, I'd say I totally fall into the pressure just, you know, in a different way, but I'd say Mm -hmm. totally fall into the pressure and it's something I deal with, uh, constantly. Um, and so again, I'll try to open up a different (laughs) rabbit hole, but, uh, what I have found over the years after studying filmmaking and photography is I am, I'm a storyteller. Mm -hmm. I like stories. I'm fascinated by stories and not Mm -hmm. to bore you with all the, you know, details, but I did not have a perfect childhood. Um, Mm -hmm. there was some major alcoholism. There's a super nasty divorce. Um, lots of stuff hitting the fan, if you will. Mm -hmm. And when I found filmmaking, I didn't realize it at the time when I got that assignment, but you know, the idea to construct a world, um, and to be able to have that power. And then more so as I studied films, because I was learning filmmaking and then I watched films from a new perspective, I was amazed that any film about anything was just came from somebody's imagination. And I was like, I don't even know how that's possible. Like it must've come from related sort of experiences from the filmmaker or the writer or whatever it is. And I just, I found that so amazing. Like it literally was a coping mechanism Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my graduate thesis was actually on this idea that is it possible to make an artistic piece without it being a self-portrait? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's obviously it's purposely supposed to be debated, but, um, you know, you think about filmmaking as a whole in general, 15 years ago and prior, like filmmaking was primarily either news, sports, television shows, or movies. Like that's it. There's mm-hmm. not like, there's no in between. And if you think about movies back then, like they have stories. (laughs) And (laughs) if you, if you got the opportunity to, you know, make a movie, you had to tell a story. And again, I'm trying to make this, you know, response as coherent as possible, but you sort of, 
go from what filmmaking was, which was this amazing outlet where if you did get the opportunity, you absolutely had to be so passionate about it. You mm-hmm. absolutely had to hold on to it with all of your life. I mean, theoretically. Yeah. And then tell a story that you were so close to. It didn't matter if one person saw it. It was just like, you are an artist and nothing isn't standing in your way. And you want to make an effing movie. You want to make mm-hmm. a television show, whatever it is. And of course, you know, blink of an eye, technology, internet. Now we're all filmmakers. Now we're all photographers. And now we don't necessarily have to have that pressure, which I don't think is a bad thing. But we've, I think the pendulum has swung so far where it's like, everybody's a filmmaker. I'm, you know, people like that was why I was reluctant to say I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> you know, when yeah. this podcast started, it's like, everybody's a filmmaker. It's like, I don't want to be jaded, but you know, it's like, no, you're not. Like, what are the films have you made? Mm-hmm. I make fashion videos. I'm like, I'd be like, okay, well, I think you're a visual artist. I'm not sure if you're a filmmaker. Like, did you tell a story? Mm-hmm. And, and again, to be specific here, I'm not saying that those pieces aren't stories this more comes to the artist because at the end of the day i feel like we're certain digital artists are posting things on social media and it's like what's funny is it could be a story and it could be art it's just depending on how they treat it so Mm -hmm. one person might make something and post and be like here's me and my friends at the beach and it's the best time ever and it's like (laughs) all the friends in their super cool truck and the Jeep and they played volleyball and they frolicked in the water and they actually made a really cool highlight video of it. And I'm like, I don't think that's a movie. Like nothing went wrong. It's a really cool highlight video, but like that theoretically to me is not a story. Now what's odd. And I totally back this up as an instructor is like, you could take that same exact thing, same exact piece. And instead of saying, Hey, me and my friends at the beach, just, just call it something that gives it a little bit of weight, like just, just, <laughs> just a little bit of weight. Just, just call it, you know, the last day I remember. Like again, I'm just thinking out loud, but just, just do something where yeah. it forces the audience to think My, yeah. like what a crazy thought. Like <laughs> again, as an artist, like yeah. I want to make my audience think again, do they need to learn a crazy lifelong lesson? That'd be great, but do they need to? No, just make them think. That's it. Just make them think. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Welcome to the world of being an artist. But mm-hmm. right now it's constantly like, you know, me and my friends went to the beach. Here's the highlight video. All of my friends. Oh my gosh, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life ever. And I'm like, no, it's not. Shut up. It's a stupid little highlight <laughs> video and that's it. And what's crazy is like me as a filmmaker, that's why I'm not drawn to those things. Yeah. But what's odd is people that, you know, have are younger and have just slowly gotten into filmmaking or photography, they get a sort of response from their followers. They're like, this is great. This is awesome. This is the coolest thing in the world. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, shit, I guess I'm a filmmaker. This is great. Yeah. And again, to me, I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm just in a, I'm in a different place mentally. If they want to call themselves a filmmaker, sure. I'm not going to stop them. But mm-hmm. I just like you, you didn't do anything. You're like, you like, you don't make the audience think it. Yeah. Again, we're back to that world of no creativity. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely feel that way as well. Um, in terms of like the, it's like, I never really thought about it in those terms, but you're right. It's literally just as simple as like making someone think like even what you just said, 
uh, about the people at the beach and you title and you made the title the last day I remember. And now I'm like, wow, why is that the last day you remember? What happened? Did you die? Did something happen? Blah, blah, blah. Opens up a lot of questions for the audience. Whereas you're right. Everything that people post now is like, here is a recap video. Here is a right. highlight reel. Is there any beginning, middle, climax, even a question raised? Right. No questions raised at all. Oh, that's a good way to think about it. Like, I mean, but I, I, I like that, <laughs> like that. <laughs> that, that, that literally is it. I mean, again, yeah. because like people hear me give this spiel in certain scenarios <laughs> and they're just like, geez, new, like you're, you're really <laughs> negative or something, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and I try my best not to be negative. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to make anybody feel like I don't want to, to be clear, like I don't want anybody to feel like drop that camera. You're not worth it. You know, yeah. it's like, no, no, no. If you are having fun behind a camera, then please, by all means, do that. Mm-hmm. But if if you are going to throw around terms like filmmaker or photographer, like just just have a little bit of foresight to give that craft respect. Mm-hmm. Content creator, I think, is a term that's relatively new. Photographer yeah. and filmmaker are terms that have been around a hundred years. Yeah, and that you know, again, to young people, I mean, who gives a shit? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a photographer. I'm a filmmaker. It's like, what do you think that term meant 25 years ago? That's yeah. That's you true. know, like if you can, if you, if you had a time machine and you could go back 25 years, which is not that long ago, but 25 <laughs> years and say you're a photographer. And if it applied 25 years ago and it applies today, then you're a photographer. Mm-hmm. And it could be, you know, you open the floodgates of what kind of art it is, but it's just like, there should be a certain respect towards the art. And, you know, I don't want to get too philosophical, Mm -hmm. but like art is self-expression. You have something inside of you that you're trying to express. Half Mm -hmm. the time, you don't even know what the hell it is, but you're on the journey to try and express it. And that's a really beautiful thing. And what's cool is the fact that it is a struggle. Everybody can relate to it and everybody respects it. Mm -hmm. But there is no struggle in in social media, like right now, like obviously there are legitimate artists on social media, but obviously the popular things are just not, it's just pure enjoyment, hanging outside of a helicopter over Hawaii, Mm -hmm. throwing up a peace sign being like, and then again, I mean, oh gosh, I could vent forever. I Um, love it. (laughs) um, Again, we'll talk about, so I'll, I'll try and psychologically analyze this pretty quick. We've now gotten to the point where what we've been talking about, these sort of, I don't know, these people that make this media that is just pure enjoyment like Mm -hmm. just ridiculously attractive person in an exotic place on an amazing camera and what's super crazy now is they you know you want to talk about privilege i mean they live the ultimate life of unrealistic privilege what's we've gotten to a point because we've psychologically rewarded them with likes and followers so Mm -hmm. much we've now gotten to the point of instead of like day four in Hawaii is unreal. Like, sure, we still have that, like, as a caption. Instead Mm -hmm. of that, we've now gotten to, like, my own probably personal breaking point, (laughs) and that is um, the philosophical quotes on how to live a better life by these people. Like, you want to get under my skin? Tell me how to live my life better from a perspective of absolute, ridiculous, oblivious entitlement. Yeah, like that, like that will just get under my skin. And again, it doesn't make me upset. Like, I'm just going to turn you off. I'm going to leave and be like, I don't even want to have a conversation with you. I I do not care in the least bit. And that's where we're at because these people, again, I'd like to broad stroke it, but it's like, I've got money. 
let's go figure out what I should do. Oh, I could, I could get this really nice camera. And because mm-hmm. I have money, I probably have somebody that's really attractive that I'm dating, not to be too mm-hmm. jaded. And let's go on a trip together. And I'm going to photograph my ridiculously attractive partner or somebody that I just flat out paid. And I'm just going <laughs> to post that. Let's, let's see if I can get an audience. Oh, geez. And blink of an eye, I got you know, a thousand followers, a hundred thousand followers. Now I got a million mm-hmm. followers. I am amazing. Man, man, do people want to know me? People mm-hmm. want to know my life. Like that's what the following psychological effect does to these people. So mm-hmm. instead of like, it's me and my friends in Hawaii again, like, cause that was the caption a year or two years ago. It's now like, Hey everybody just wanted to check in. I just want to let you know on how to keep your head up during rough times. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Like, what? (laughs) And don't get me wrong, like, everybody has their own struggles, but to have, you know, no self-awareness of where you're at Mm -hmm. in life and what other people are going through just baffles me beyond all belief. So how do you think that those people could could reposition themselves in a, in a way that makes, or can they reposition themselves or should they just be quiet? Because absolutely. That's a terrific question. So, yeah. and I, I would say my argument and my philosophy on this whole sort of topic comes from the root of storytelling. Mm-hmm. The, uh, there's a saying and I forget who it's by, but it's, I, it kind of stuck with me. Um, the most important word in storytelling is, but, Ooh, why, why is that? What is, what is that? Well, here you go. So just exactly what we've been talking about. I went to Hawaii, but. But. There's your story. Bam. Fill in yeah. the blank. You got it. It's mm-hmm. not, I went to Hawaii, period. Because that's not an effing story. Yeah. And what is a story is I went to Hawaii, but. Gotcha. And then you fill in the blank. Because something happened. Mm-hmm. What, well, like, what a crazy thought as I say that out loud. Something mm-hmm. happened besides the entire world falling into place for you, <laughs> or at least as you present it online. Yeah. And storytelling, like if you study storytelling for more than 10 seconds, anybody will tell you storytelling, effective storytelling is done by showing, exploring, experiencing issues, flaws, and overcoming obstacles. However yep. you want to word it. It's, yep. it's somebody or something overcoming obstacles. Mm-hmm. And I, I make the joke with, you know, my you know, students on the first day. I'm like, isn't it odd that when we go to the movies, we essentially just want to go to the movies to see shit hit the fan? It's like, I haven't, I haven't seen the latest Avengers movie, but something tells me that shit's going to hit the fan and they're going <laughs> to, you know, the universe is going to hang in the balance. And yeah. oh my gosh, I haven't seen it, but I think that's what's going to happen. Like yeah. they're not all sitting on a couch being like, Life's great being an Avenger, you know, like, (laughs) like shit hits the fan and it's, Mm -hmm. it's a weird psychological effect. It's like, we want to see struggle. We want to see people overcome obstacles. So why do you feel like if that's true, like we go to the movies to see these stories, why is it that so many people are attached to these like meaningless travel videos that come out now? Is it because I don't know, is there, I don't know, is there a story in that itself or is it like... Well, I think, like like I said, I'm hoping it's a trend. I'm hoping it's going to die down in a certain way. I think people will always make them in some way or capacity, but I feel Mm -hmm. like the popularity will will sort of dismiss. Uh, Obviously, there's a certain level of escapism. And Mm -hmm. there's a certain, like I said, I think there's a psychological effect of being actually connected with these people. You know, like Mm -hmm. you can, I don't know, like you can, like I, I don't know or could care less about Kim Kardashian. But yeah. I could open up my Instagram, 
go to her Instagram page and look at her story. And there she is in her living room, like filming her kids playing with toys. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, psychologically, I feel like Kim Kardashian just let me into her life. Mm-hmm. And that's way, way better than any reality TV show or TV news story done on her, no matter how big of a fan you know anybody is. Yeah. So there's a psychological effect of being connected with these people through these devices. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the case of like these just ridiculous, you know, sort of travel videos and stuff like that because there's an escapism like you think about it like travel videos are popular why are they popular i think half of it is because people want to travel they want to escape from their lives it's not to say their lives are terrible but it's like yeah i'd like to go experience the world Mm -hmm. but again that's that's just it it's it's not theoretically realistic Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's sort of a psychological celebrity alternate lifestyle that they wish they were living. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, I, I yeah, I mean, there's it's, you know, I mean, I probably remember it like, you know, remember the show MTV Cribs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Popular show because we got to see, you know, the inside of celebrities homes. It's like this yeah. cool inside angle. That's what mm-hmm. social media is now. And that's why MTV Cribs is no longer on the air <laughs> because we can see everything. So it's like, you know, do you want to see the inside of a Ferrari? Yeah. Go check it out. Do you want to go see yeah. like there's nothing we can't see. So yeah. that's kind of where we're at now. That's but true. Ironically enough is because there's nothing we can't see. I feel like we're going to see everything mm-hmm. until we get back to this level of like, well, I want to ex- like I want to experience something. Mm-hmm. Travel videos don't allow me to feel like I'm experiencing something anymore. What what is something I can experience? And maybe it's the last day that I can remember. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh shit, that made me think. That yeah. made me think. Yeah. And I didn't do any thinking today. And oh my gosh, this person, this one artist that makes these weird, totally off the wall, unique videos that you know has a whopping twelve followers, they just make me think. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Versus you know another day in hawaii yeah the same bs um Mm -hmm. i guess to kind of like wrap up this conversation um do you already run out of time no there's no time limit um i just (laughs) there's no time limit but i just kind of wanted to kind of pivot into a question of like from your perspective like what kind of advice would you give people you know like myself, like this is literally just me talking to you, like, you know, advice on how to not let that leak so much into my, my filmmaking. Is it consuming less content? Is it just like, is it, is it limit, is it limiting myself? Is it, you know, what would you say would help these, these kids that are just like infatuated with this meaningless content creation? How can they get better? What can they do to get better? Well, I think, you know, one thing's important is you really got to ask yourself, not you specifically, but, you Mm -hmm. know, whoever's listening, but really ask yourself, you know, why is it that you enjoy using a camera? You know, for instance, Mm -hmm. again, it could be playing the piano. It could be, you know, anything else, but cameras are quite popular today. Yeah. Why do you like using a camera? Why do you like using a camera? Is it because it has the possibility of getting you more followers? Or do you feel a certain sense of self-exploration when you use it? Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that, that's what it is for me. Like I learn a little bit more about myself every time I use a camera. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a unique experience. Sometimes I'm super frustrated. Sometimes I'm super happy. 
but you you learn about yourself and i feel like musicians feel the way feel the same way and any other type of artist painters sculptors it's just like why are you going to do that you know and so that's number one ask yourself why you holding the camera because if it's if it's for more followers then go ahead knock yourself out go try and travel and do everything and try and just take pictures of only your attractive friends and put every type of filter imaginable on it. And that's it. My thought is that they might be mentally safe because they're just not going to know the difference and they're Mm going to be happy. And that's totally fine. Totally Mm -hmm. fine. Have fun. It's a cool hobby. Have fun. But if you are somebody that does not necessarily feel satisfied I would almost say like if, and this is what I said to you to begin with, like if you don't feel satisfied with what you're doing behind the camera, that's almost a good sign. Like tell yourself that. Be like, oh, you don't feel satisfied because you want to express and create something more. Good for you. Yeah. You're not completely satisfied with what you just half-hassed put together (laughs) eight seconds ago. Yeah. Wow, good for you. You actually hold yourself to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't need to be this highest standard. It's just this idea that you're like, I can do better. Mm -hmm. I want to start climbing this wall. And that I would say is, you know, my advice would be acknowledge the fact that it is supposed to be difficult. Um, Actually, it's on my computer. Um, I will admit that I've never read this book, um, but it's more it's just another quote that I share with a lot of my students. But it's from uh, a book called The House of Leaves. And again, I haven't read it, but it's a really cool book where like, as you read it and turn the pages, like the author literally chose to like rotate the text. And then like, there's pages that don't have any text on it. And then like, it goes upside down and then pages have like one half broken sentence on it. Mm -hmm. And what's neat is the format actually fits the story. Like he doesn't do it for the hell of it. It's like the world is crumbling. And then the way that he typed it is crumbling. And that's the way that it's published. Um, So it's a very cool kind of unique, different book. Um, But there's this quote in it that's really cool. So the quote is, passion has little to do with euphoria and everything to do with patience. It is not about feeling good. It is about endurance. Like, uh, like patience, passion comes from the same Latin root patty. It does not mean to flow with exuberance. It means to suffer. I remember when you read me that quote, I was like, oh my God. I was like, and again, like for those that are listening, like, I don't say that as like a negative, like I I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't get me wrong. I don't say that as like photography and filmmaking is the hardest thing in the world. And if you're not miserable, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) That is not what I'm saying. But like, what's so funny is like, I think the generic response is like, if, if what we are experiencing as we sort of try and to better ourselves with photography and filmmaking, for example, if what we're experiencing is a little bit difficult, then we must be doing something wrong. And I'm here to tell you like, oh no, like if it's difficult, you're doing something right. Like you are literally growing, growing mm-hmm. as a human being, growing as an artist. Yeah. And so as you get better, why not continue to hold that psychology? Mm-hmm. And that comes full circle to, you know, anybody that can like travel the world. Like what are they doing that is any form of restrictive creativity? Like how can they better themselves? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, they keep actually creating the same exact thing. They just travel to someplace new and that's it. And it's the same exact look and it's the same exact preset and that's it. And it's mm-hmm. sharing to us how we should live our life better. That doesn't really interest me. What interests yeah. me is what, you know, what I can learn from just being, in this case, a photographer or filmmaker. 
because in the entire time I've ever spent studying photography and filmmaking, it's taught more to me than I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And that's so irrelevant from audience and followers or anything like that. It's, it's just, it's what it does to me. And I have to always tell myself, I'm like, whenever I get frustrated, which is constantly <laughs> with my own art, <laughs> yeah. it's like, then that means I'm doing something right. Like just go out and struggle. Like it's a weird mindset. It's like, mm-hmm. just go out and struggle. When you go make something, go struggle. Yeah. Go, go struggle. Don't, if you're out there just shooting with your friends, having fun. There's always a time and place for that. But if you want to become a better artist, struggle, like just do something, something that struggle and we'll sense that in the art. The audience will always sense that. Mm -hmm. We'll always sense that. Like whatever the struggle is, it's just like, it's just something. And that's, Mm -hmm. what's weird. It's like what makes us better artists is the exact thing that most artists try to avoid. Damn. You are totally right because I try to, I mean, I, I try to do that all the time. Like as, as soon as something gets like, there's so many times I've tried to start like video projects and things like that. And I get that overwhelming sense of struggle. I'm like, I'm not telling the right story. I'm not telling it the right way. I'm not shooting it. Like this shot isn't working or this, I don't have this to make this happen. And a lot of the times I stop like in that process, like I just, I can't, I don't keep going with it. And I think that that's an interesting take that maybe if I just had kept going with it and, and put, put whatever I had together, that probably would have been a lot more impressive than me throwing up like a 30 second Instagram highlight reel that, you know, everyone's just going to comment a bunch of fire underneath it. And you're not going to feel anything other than like, Oh, great. Some happy kids shooting some content. That's it. You know? Um, and that's, that's where I want to take my stuff like, that's just where I want to take my stuff in the future. Like, I really am sick of, like, the whole content creator and I'm a filmmaker and I'm a storyteller. And then I'm like, I, what stories did I tell? Did I tell any stories? Like, probably not, you know? And that is super frustrating to me. So for me, I, I think, yeah, I'm giving myself credit in, in being aware that, like, I'm frustrated by the fact that I know that I'm doing that and I'm not, you know, doing things to my full capacity like I feel like I can. Um but then I feel like there's people who don't, who aren't even aware of that yet, you know? No, they're that, not. And they're what's not. funny is like you, you like me might have an urge to tell them, <laughs> yeah. but it wouldn't, it wouldn't make a difference. Like they, I don't want to, I don't want to sound negative, but they know so little mm-hmm. that it doesn't make a difference, you yeah. know? Like, and again, I mean, you want to talk about stories. I mean, it is no coincidence that Facebook and Instagram have a story feature. Yeah. I mean, Legit. again, we, yeah. we, we so throw that dialogue around. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, hey, did you update your story? And yeah. Like, think about that question out loud. Yeah. Did you sit down last night and like write like an extra paragraph on your story that you're developing? Yeah. No, I filmed, you know, my friends taking a bong hit on the couch. It's like, <laughs> sweet. Like, good word, dude. <laughs> awesome. And I got so yeah. many likes on it, you know, and it's like yeah. that, like that, that's, that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what's funny yeah. is like, I don't even, I don't even mind it. Like, that's kind of funny because I'll tell my students, I'm like, that is your story, right? Mm-hmm. What's your story? What's your story? Yeah. Is it is it your friends doing bong hits? Is it just all your friends hanging out in Hawaii? Is that your story? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's my story. I'm like, cool. Guess what? That is so fake. It's insane because nobody lives like that. And yeah. we all know it. We all long for that idea. Mm-hmm. But it's so fake. And yeah. it's so much more appealing is struggle and obstacles and mm-hmm. dealing with reality 
life is unfair i don't want to go too psychological but like life is unfair there's obstacles all the time and like Mm -hmm. i said the exact things that would make us better artists and actually grow a much more organic and healthy audience towards Mm -hmm. the people that we actually want to connect with are the exact things we try to avoid yeah oh man you just you're hitting me with the golden nuggets here. I feel like I'm trying my best. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of golden nuggets in this conversation. Um, I am going to say that I feel like we should wrap it up. Um, okay. But I feel like this conversation. I feel like we could totally talk about this. Even we could, we could talk about this forever. We could talk about this so in depth. Um, mm-hmm. Which him maybe I will you know do a little branch off of this topic. I mean I would love to have you on more. Um, yeah. On more episodes talking about you know, your perspective, because I think it is a perspective that a lot of us need to hear, you know, because yeah. not not many people are getting that person in their lives that's telling them like, hey, like, you know, did you actually make someone think with that piece of content that you created or, or like pushing each other, you know, and, and, and so much of social media now is just people gassing each other up and just like they can throw anything online and people will just be like, this is dope. This is amazing. Like, 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 like. And it's like, I, I know that I'm not growing from that. Like I, I am forced to be super introspective and kind of grow <laughs> with myself when I talk to you because you're literally asking me the hard questions, you know, the questions that people don't want to ask themselves, the people that, and no one's really asking them. So, I mean, I don't know. I just like talking to you about it. Uh, I definitely would love to talk more about it on a future episode. I know that we could probably rant about many, many things, but yeah. before we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to hit on before, before we wrap this episode up? I mean, I could keep going. I could keep going on and <laughs> just on. Like, um, just like an ending. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's a very unique psychological process because mm-hmm. I think everybody wants to get better. Like that's no yeah. surprise. Like everybody wants to get better, whether an artist or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's just training ourselves to be comfortable with the struggle. Like I'll leave it right there. It's like the yeah. struggle. And mm-hmm. if you are struggling, that's a good thing. And it, it can be in art. It can be in life. Like that means you're living if you're struggling. <laughs> like yeah. that, that means like, oh, like you actually remotely got out of your comfort zone and took a chance and yeah. obviously didn't go the way that you wanted to and you're struggling. Wow. Welcome to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, make the best of it. <laughs> yeah. um, and again, the, the psychology can apply to art. And <clears throat> as you or anybody tries to produce more artwork, it's like, remind yourself of that. Like if you're struggling, you're, you're, you're doing it. Like you're mm-hmm. doing, you're doing it properly. And yeah. it's odd because it's sort of uncomfortable as you experience it. Um, but as you, you know, continue to create things, you will inevitably get better, mm-hmm. inevitably get better and create. I mean, by the fact, like finish things, one, yeah. start something and you go, oh man, this is not going to be what I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. And then number two is like, no, go through it. Like, like the best thing I'll actually end, like the best thing about social media is the psychological effect for artists to actually share their work when it's genuine. Cause like, mm-hmm. that's like when the metaphorical dinner bell rings, it's like, oh, like go out, assign yourself a mental assignment to take photos or a video, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Theoretically, give yourself some restrictions understand that it won't be what you see in your head and mm-hmm. you'll probably not like what you're creating. Mm-hmm. Finish that thing like your effing life depends on it. 
<laughs> and post that on social media because that's the one thing social media does have. It's like, all right, now the dinner bell rings because yeah. it's going to post it. And guess what? If two people like it, you can choose to go, oh, my gosh, two people liked it. I suck. Or you can go, hey, the two people that, I, that liked it, I don't even know. They don't even follow me. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty sweet accomplishment versus your 98 best friends you haven't seen in 10 years liking it and putting <laughs> fire emojis under it. Yeah. And that, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. that, that's what I'm obsessed with. Like I, I just mm-hmm. posted some photos, you know, just the other day and like, it's like on a rainy crummy day. It was cold. It was sleet and freezing rain and snowy. Mm-hmm. And where'd I go? I went to the coast and was getting pelted in the face by sleet and freezing rain. And I was mm-hmm. effing miserable. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm here to take some photos and I'm just going to do it for the joy of it. And it was tough to come to that conclusion. Yeah. And I, you know, I posted them. It's like, yeah, whatever. And right now I'm just kind of like, I'm posting them for my own psychological process. It's like, I posted, done. It's, it's, it's out yeah. there. The world can see it. On to the next one. On the next one. Yeah. Let me check. Oh, wait, I still have a heartbeat. Yeah. You're yeah, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty fine. It's not a crazy, <laughs> you know, teal and orange type of, you know, look or something. It's like, oh yeah, I'm still okay. I ventured outside the box and I'll, I'll just end with the great thing about it is when you start doing it, it's like a drug because mm-hmm. when you start doing it, you'll immediately start to recognize the amount of people around you that aren't doing it. And it's this, it's a sense and a rush of originality that only yeah. you have because you're unique. Everybody's mm-hmm. unique. Yet mm-hmm. we make a ton of art that is so similar. Yeah. And Super it's like, why, why not try and find what makes you unique? What mm-hmm. makes you tick? Yeah. And we're so afraid to do that because it involves struggle and involves insecurity. It's like, fuck that. Explore it. Just yeah. figure it out. Just mm-hmm. go out and make something and post it online. And then guess what? Go do it again. Mm-hmm. And just, and, and I think, the like I said, the the rush and the feeling that you get when you actually start doing that is is something that you can't really get rid of. You yeah, know, very similar to when that person from Germany, like you know, commented on the website. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's something from the heart. It, it's something that they liked about me that I created. It's like, oh, like that's cool. And you never, at least for me, like I never want to get rid of it. So yeah. I hope I hope people can find the same thing because like you started to talk about at the beginning, you're like, I'm making content. People comment, but it. it the most important thing is it doesn't necessarily excite you. That's what yeah. you should do. And what's odd is like it barely ever is pure excitement. Like I said, <laughs> if you're nervous mm-hmm. and you're like uncomfortable and it makes you uncertain about posting it again, this is not just you. It's anybody that's listening. It's like you're doing something right. Fucking yeah. hit that post button. <laughs> yeah, know? just post it. Just get over that, it. Yeah. That's what we need more of. Because guess yeah. what? There's 10 million people in the same exact ballpark. And when you're the one person that's doing that, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this shit's cool. So yeah. that's my own ploy to hopefully have more <laughs> unique original <laughs> art out there. Because yes. my God, would it be so refreshing. It would oh, be refreshing. It, be I mean, such a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I, I definitely want to move more in that direction. I'm just totally, I'm like over myself at this point. I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just over it. Yeah, I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? And it's like, I try not to put too much. And, and that's the thing. I think a part of it is like, just embrace the fact that it's difficult and be honest and be real and just post that shit. Like who cares? Like I'm so caught up in the nitty gritty of like, this is not the insanely, you know, choreographed video that I thought it was going to be. And it's like, it doesn't, that's just going to make it look like everything else that's online. You're right. So with that being said, I mean, yeah, I think that that's a big takeaway from this is just like find your own voice, 
and stop trying to tr- stop trying to push away the fact that it's that it's hard and just run with it because mm-hmm. that's what makes us all human at the end of the day instead yep. of these flashy attractive perfect individuals on instagram <laughs> They're they're cool for the first five seconds. They're, yep. they're, I mean, what's funny? <laughs> they're like a joke. Yeah. And I don't. It's like I'm a not meme. saying. I'm not saying they are a joke. Yeah. But they're like a joke. Where guess what? The joke is usually only funny the first time. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, it's same thing, same joke, same, same joke, thing, same, same joke. thing over it's and like, over again. Make something different. Make some, yeah, you're right. But so. Well, this has been a super insightful conversation. I mean, I love having these conversations with you. We could rant forever, but I will cut it off here and we can take it, you know, from a future episode. Um, But thank you so much for taking the time to have this little chat with me. I always, always appreciate talking with you because I like your fresh perspective on things. Um, But for anyone who is listening where I know you're not a big like, oh, my God, follow me on because we just talked about it. Follow me on here. Follow me on there. But like, sure. If you yeah. want people, you know, to connect yeah. with you, if, if people want to connect with you, where can they connect with you? I'm all about people connecting with me. That's great. Yeah. I just, I want them to be genuine connections. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for know? sure. So, so if people, um, people want to genuinely connect with you. Come on. You got to genuinely connect yeah. with me. Genuinely um, connect. Where can they find you? So my Instagram handle is N Shelley, N S H E L L E eight seven. So they can follow me on there. And then uh, I actually, in this lovely time of quarantine, uh, Mm -hmm. very haphazardly put together a sad excuse for a website um, so they can actually go to my website. Um, So uh, that is instillmedia.com. However, Mm -hmm. instill is spent N-S. So N-S-T-I-L-L in still media uh, only because I refuse to do Neil Shelley studios, visuals, first name, last name, (laughs) visual company thing. Because guess what? You think that's been done before? It's always, Mm. yep. It has myself included, you you know, well, I mean, you're you're what JQ. So, right. So you you can escape that way, but no, I just, just like, I cannot do (laughs) Neil Neil Shelley productions productions. (laughs) Yeah. And what's funny is like, if you go to the about me page, it says like, this is the personal website of Neil Shelley, but it's like, no, I'm like, I'm doing instill media. Cause guess what? When I hand out a business card and they go, Oh, do you have a business card? I go, yeah, sure. And I hand it to them and they go, what's instill media. It's like, oh, we're going to have a conversation. I made you think look at crazy thought, bringing it, looping it back around. And guess what? That person, I'll just leave you with this. That person then theoretically likes me more Mm -hmm. because I'm not just another first name, last name, productions. That's true. Oh, oh, Instill Media. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. It is. It it did catch my attention. It did. Yeah, you're right. That's the idea. Look at you. Wow, just setting (laughs) such a good example. God damn it. Trying my best. All righty. Well, thank you so much for being here. I think that's where we will wrap it up, guys. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I hope to catch you in the next one. Adios, everyone.